And I believe that this vision in which uh, 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 she saw, I believe that this was one of the things that it was saying, that we have to stay steady. We have to stay still. We have to stay in a place where here it is. We know that God, no matter what's going on around us, many times what we have to do is we have to stay so still so that we are not seen, so that we cannot be identified. We're going to have to learn. Uh, we're going to have to operate in walking in the Spirit. And then as we walk in that place of, of honor of the Spirit of the living God, we will not lean to or, or act after or reflect or react to our emotions, our feelings, our flesh, or anything. It's a time where, uh, even in this, it's talking about, um, it's saying um, uh, it feels like after being baptized, renewed, or rebirthed, cleansed, lightness, not heaviness. And, 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 and in this, you know, um, the Bible also says to be still and know that he is God. And in that, in that stillness, in that knowing, you see, if someone attacks me or something attacks me and I know that he is God and I know that God has my back, that God has given me a direction, that God has given me an assignment, that God has given me something to do, then no matter what it is, I'm going to be still. I am not going to try and act on my own. I am not going to try and, and make what it is that I want known, known. I, it's a time of real grown-up things. People that choose to stay adolescents, people that choose to have their focus on themselves are going to fail miserably. Uh, I heard Apostle Cal say something, and I thought it was uh, uh, really, really good. And uh, I think it was Apostle Cal. But at any rate, as long as you keep your eyes fixed on you, as long as you keep your mind on you, you will be miserable. He didn't say it that way. This is the way I got it. Because as long as you keep your eyes on you, as you as long as you keep your your um, your attention on yourself, you will always find something to complain about. Because you will always see that someone is not doing for you whatever needs to be done. When you find yourself saying, "Well, they did this to me," you know that the attention is on yourself. God never told us to do that. He says, I want you to go into all the world. He says, and in this world, you're going to have trouble. You're going to have uh, people attack you. You're going to have people hate you. He says, they're going to hate you for my name's sake. So if you're saying that you are an image bearer of God, of the spirit of God, and that you are made in his image and that you are a kingdom dweller, Jesus says this, if they attacked me, if they were mean to me, don't you think that they should be to you also because you are the one that's carrying my image? Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I don't know if, if any of you were on uh, the, the call yesterday or if you, I mean, on Sunday or if you were in the meeting or whatever, but there were a number of, uh, of, of powerful words that came forth. But here's one that was sent by uh, one of the uh, ministers uh, at Apostle Cal's uh, uh, church, and um, um, her, her name, uh, she's a, a, an evangelist, and she wrote this to me. She says, hi, Dr. Apostle. <laughs> um, I have the same exact word for you as Apostle Gary Hall. When I saw in a vision, now God said, you see, all of these people are having visions. Well, God says in these last days, that people were going to dream dreams and have visions. And these things, you know, so every vision that you have, every dream that you have, it may not be of God. But there are many that are of God. And she has it this way. I have the same exact word for you as Apostle Gary Hall. When I saw in the vision, in the vision and what I heard so clearly was this, you will be presented with three distinct patterns. Now, this, this I really believe. Uh, all of this is about astounding love, more than enough ministries, and all of you that are a part of what it is. Get your foot down. Uh, of of what it is that 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 
doing. Uh, it says three distinct paths that will be placed before you. But take the path straight ahead, okay? We cannot afford to be geared to the right or to the left or going in other, in other places. Uh, uh, that will be, uh, but, but go straight ahead. When you are uncertain, I will be a voice behind you saying, go this way. Uh, until now, uh, many people, she says here, that many people have carried the anointing of God um, on carts made by boards and big wheels. That means that people are, are, are attracted to and impressed by uh, what boards say, here's the board is telling us to do this, the board is telling us to do this. God has called people into these offices that he is going to call, uh, uh, hold responsible. If you're a minister, if you're a leader in a congregation or something, and your board wants to do something that you know the Spirit of God is not saying to do, then you have to stand, and you have to stand whether everyone wants to leave you or not. However it is that's judged, and, and, and these are the things because those that are truly listening to and hearing from God, not with their eyes on themselves, not with the knowledge that they already know, are the ones that's going to walk in the power of that. And he says, but my glory cannot and will not be carried this way. I see one of the ways is men is trying to, uh, he's saying this, men is trying to merchandise your anointing. Beware of this. There, uh, there will also be a pull from corporate America. You know, uh, I have, I, I've done, and have done coaching and a whole lot of different things, and I, I, um, uh, you know, help people with their businesses and have helped people to build multi-million-dollar businesses and whatever. And then I work with wealthy people and 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 broke people too. But at any rate, it says that. A corporate, uh, uh, you will get a pull, pull from corporate America. Listen for my voice because you haven't been this way before. Now, one of the things that I'm doing as I do this, I'm judging this word. Have these words ever come to me before? Have any of this happened? Uh, one of the things that the Lord let us know many years ago was the way that we're going, there are no maps. There are no maps. And so I realized something that the way that God is taking me the way that the Holy Spirit is taking us in more than enough ministries and astounding love of Global Church Fellowship is we haven't gone this way before. So it will be difficult. I had someone today saying, it is so difficult. It is so hard. This is so difficult. When will it get easier? I said, when you stop being so selfish. When you stop thinking about yourself and what it is that you're going through and then remember where it is that you're headed. If you constantly think about where it is that you are, it will be difficult. It will be hard. But when you start to think about where it is that you're going, then whatever it is that you have to go through, if where you're going is worth it. You know, I've had to sometimes, it was really interesting. There have been times when I thought I was going to have a, a, a just a straight uh, a flight. I remember one of the times, I mean, the time that I, I was going to South Africa to minister with Beverly Watkins, and I had to fly into France. Well, I ended up being there 12 hours, 12 hours before my next plane came. Do you think that that was a fun thing? But I was excited about what it was that I was going to do when I finally got to South Africa. Was it worth it? Yes. I mean, it was. Uh, uh, I wasn't going to go to sleep because I figured if I went to sleep, I might miss my plane. I figured if I did this, this might happen. So here it here it was. I had to go through do whatever it was in order to be able to get there to do what God had sent me to do. Here is the thing that will ignite you. Here is the thing that will push you on. Here is the thing that will pull you. Here is the thing that will give you strength. If you know that God has set something in front of you and that you are determined you will be like Jesus, this is what's talking about picking up your cross and following him. I set my face on that. There are nations that I have set my face on. And whatever hell 
I have to go through, whatever heaven, whatever situation, whatever I have to go through, we will get to those things. There are things that he has said, I want you to do. This is what I have for you. This is what I have for this ministry. This is what I want done in my kingdom. It's their kingdom of God assignment. As Pastor Lonzine mentioned in her in her book, Kingdom 101, uh, it was talking about the difference between the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. One is a place, and the other one is is uh, is His power, is His anointing, but is His is His is His rulership, is His position, and how it is that He's working with us. So. Uh, you know, I'm looking at this. We have to gird up the loins of our mind. I had a lady today, and she was saying, well, I was girding up the loins of my mind. I said, how were you girding it up? And she says, well, I was saying this, and I was saying this. Where did you find it in the Word of God? You cannot gird up the loins of your mind unless you have Scripture in order to back it up. Unless you have scripture in order to gird the mind with, you know, like you put on a girdle, that 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 scripture better be a girdle, or it better be them panties, or whatever it is, you know, them jock shorts, whatever it is that you have. This is how you gird up your stuff, okay? Uh, 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 you got to gird up the loins of your mind, but it's the word of God that you gird it with. You cannot say. I cast down that imagination. Okay, you cast down an imagination. What are you going to put in its place? Okay, I cast down that imagination, and I bring it in subjection under, 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 under. I bring you under. I cast you down, and I plead the blood of Jesus. That's doing nothing. Nothing. If you're casting down, if you're bringing down this, you got to put something up there because if you got an empty head, you got an empty or empty space, the adversary is going to fill it with something. If you don't have the word, and you can't just quote it, you better take that word of God as she talked about. You better take your Bible and underline it and write it on it and, and mutter it and, and, and get it on the inside of you. But you better put your eyes and your mouth to it. You got to do both of those things, okay? And in this, in this word, I'm sharing this word because I think it's a powerful word and I know it's a true word. Um, she says, I see, I see ways men trying to merchandise your, uh, your anointing, be aware of them. And then she said that, and he says, I will leave you. Oh, by the way, the vision I had as I was interceding for this day, and she was talking about for Sunday, was I saw the heavens open over the affirmation and all those clouds, remember, I was in the secret place yesterday, and God reminded me that he had the clouds. And here it is, Armida had a vision, and it was about clouds also. I think someone else had a vision, and it was about clouds. The clouds you see are great clouds of witnesses all abuzz with the excitement, and they are celebrating what it was that God was doing. God was bringing forth and making earth known that I have another apostle in the earth that is going to break through certain areas where you have been uh, uh, operating. You will no longer be operating. You see, a, an apostle without, a, uh, without an assignment is not an apostle of God. And, and, and when that is operated, that's told, the earth was known of it. It's just like Jesus. Jesus had to be recognized in the earth. When the angels came, here it was, they were singing uh, 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 joy to the world, and, and then the shepherds were out there and uh, feeding their flocks, and they saw this thing, and it was identified, and then they had to go. They said, go, let us go and see what has happened. Jesus and his assignment, his assignment in the earth was made known to the earth that there are breakthroughs that are happening. There are things that you have been holding on to that you may all be, only be able to hold on them another 30 years, another 29 years. But after that, it is no longer yours. And he came and he busted through. You see, there's preparation time. There's hidden time. You know, we hear about Jesus up until tw um, we hear about him at 12 years old. We hear about his birth. We hear about him as a child when the Magi came, and it wasn't three. It was a whole bunch of them. Um, 
uh, when the Magi came, so we heard about him at his birth, when the Magi came at 12 years old, and you don't hear anything else about him until he was 30 years old, and he came busting loose. And when he came busting out, this is when uh, he, he, he changed the priesthood, he received his priesthood. He was born king of the Jews. He was already born king. Now he had to break through with priests, and this is why John... Yachanan, the immerser, had to baptize him because John was of the priestly order, and there was an exchange. There was a new priest order, and every time a new priest order happens, there is a there is a uh, a mitzvah, there is a a baptism, and this is what it is that happened. And then, after he did after he did that, he had a message, and there he was. He was operating as a prophet in the earth, and then he became king as 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 when he rose. But what I'm saying is this. He is the high, he is the great high priest. He is the apostle of our confession. And so when he says, Baker, you are an apostle, you are my apostle, and then the earth recognized that, then it doesn't matter. Well, I don't believe in that. I could care less and he could too. It doesn't matter what you understand or what you believe or what you acknowledge or what you recognize. You can fight against God all you want. You take the scriptures, you go to God, and then you, t- you tell him what it is that you believe or what it is you don't. What I'm saying to you is this. I, uh, there was another boldness that came upon me. Why is that? Because God had uh, uh, four apostles and one prophet to, to uh, agree, which means uh, that there was the grace of God upon this, and there were other apostles that came. There were other prophets that came. This came from an evangelist. There were teachers. There were all of those that came that says, I agree. I agree with this. So there was a, a, a number of people agreeing with what God has done. And so, therefore, there will be breakthroughs. There will be breakouts. There will be things that will happen. This is something that was not done in, 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 in a closet. And here is the thing. It's also one of the things I cannot afford to complain about how anybody treats me. I cannot afford to complain about the things that I have to go through. Many of you. You say, oh, I'm an apostle, I'm a prophet, I'm an evangelist, I'm a teacher, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, whatever it is that you say you are. Well, if you're not willing to pay the price, you're not that. Okay? You may, you, many are called, but few are chosen. Why is that? Because the choosing to be operated, you may have, you may have a call from heaven, but until you're willing to walk through and pay whatever the price is, is whatever the price is, just like Jesus, he, he had to walk through, he had to pay the price. If he had not paid the price, he could have been called the Savior of the world. He could have been called anything, but it was, uh, uh, he, he, he could have been called, but he could have failed. He could have quit. He could have said, this is too hard. This is just too much. This is too much drama. This is too much to have to go through. And then we would have been stuck, okay? But he had a choice, and he could have failed. He could have, but he chose not to. Just like you and I can fail, but when we choose not to, all heaven is behind us. I mean, the spirit of the living God is on the inside of us, and he is saying, I am with you. I will. I will never leave you. I will never forsake the purpose that I have in you. See, it's not talking about I'll never forsake you and you're doing all of the stuff that you're doing, but whatever it is that you go through, I'm not going to forsake this. I am not going to lose you. I'm not going to leave you by yourself. I am in you to fight through with this. We win because I'm in you, and the only ways that you lose is you quit. Hallelujah. That's great. Great. Ooh, I like that. Okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. One for two for you. Okay. Um. I, I purposely messaged this to you so if you want to, this word can be judged. I am forever grateful to be a part of this. I felt such a strong impartation even on us. So thank you. Uh, 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 all of that. She sent me some roses also. That's the beautiful roses that are back there. But uh, do we have any questions so far? Okay. All right. 
Um, you know, as I was reading, I was going through Pastor Lonzine's book again. At first I told you, you could have made three or four books of this, but then I realized that this is almost like a dictionary, I mean, almost like an a encyclopedia. She has a lot of scriptures in here, and this is one of the things that I love. She has um, uh, uh, the Lord impressed upon her to put 50 scriptures in here about the kingdom of God. So if here it is, she has 50 scriptures about the kingdom of God, and then she has so many scriptures. She has a, a number of scriptures in here, even about the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, what it is, h- how it is that, that, that he is here to work in and with us. And if we don't realize these things, then we think that we're fighting a battle. We think that we're fighting something. The only thing that you will ever fight is your flesh. The only thing that you will ever fight is your mind and your thoughts. You know, the only thing that you will ever fight is sleep, like this uh, audience is sitting up here yawning. The only thing. <laughs> 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 just a little inside truth and, 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 and joke all at the same time. But the only thing, the only thing that you will ever fight, okay, your biggest fight, is going to be what you think and how you think about God. Now just think about that. My pastor, Pastor Lanzine, said something, and I was talking about, um, I was talking to her about someone that we were going to pray for, and um, she says, tell them this. And so I said, okay. She, you know, we were were going back and forth as as um, you know to to help this person. And one of the things of it is is this: the only problem any of us have. She didn't say it this way, but this is the way I got it. The only problem any of us ever have is how we think about God. Just think about that. If you think that you're a victim, if you think everybody do you wrong, if you think uh, uh, all of these things about yourself, you don't think much of God. Your thoughts about God are small. Your understanding of God is even smaller. Your love and your honor and your respect of God is even smaller. So your love, your honor, and your respect of the devil must be pretty big. Think about that. See, because you're going to think big about one or the other. This is not meant to do anything but but to to break loose from things in you. I don't know what's going on with the with the election. I don't know what's going on with the truth or whatever it is. I don't know what this is going to end up looking like. But it doesn't matter whether it's President Trump or whether it would be President Biden or President Harris or President um, uh, Pence or whoever. It would not matter. How you think and who you depend on and how you look at matters and how you choose to walk and the conversations, the self-conversations that you have is going to be the defining factor in your life. You see, I know how I voted, I know how I feel and all of that. I know what I want. But if I don't get what I want, it is not going to destroy me. It's not going to make me, I'm not going to lose no sleep. Why is that? Because my trust, my confidence, my reliance, my my uh, 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 dependency, all of those things is on the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said, you see, I remember something. He says, the earth is mine, and everything and everybody in it. The world 
water, the, the gold is mine, the silver is mine, the clouds are mine, the hills are mine, the cattle. See, even the pigs belong to him. No matter what it is, all the vegetables, the vegetables, the vegetables, all flesh has to bow before him. And I have to continue to remind myself of this. This is not something that I come up with one time, and then I don't have to feed myself on this. I don't have to be, I don't have to gird up the loins of my mind. I don't have to bring this to my memory that uh, it's not something. I have to constantly remind myself of this. Why? Because my feelings and the situation and the talk and the things that go on around me. I am not surrounded by born-again, spirit-filled, tongue-talking, powerhouse people 24 hours a day. I go out into the world. I don't read the news. Uh, well, I don't normally read the newspaper. I read a couple of them. I read the Epoch Times or whatever it is sometimes. But lately, I haven't read any of it. I don't watch news. Why is that on purpose? Because I do that on purpose. Why is that? Because I don't want to feed myself anything that's going to give any kind of fear, anything that's going to give any anxiety, anything that's going to make me have to make all these decisions and start talking trash. None of those things do I want to do. See? So I have to understand, I have to live from the kingdom of God. Thy kingdom, Lord, your kingdom come. Let Make your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And since I sit in heaven, since I have a seat in heaven, I must remember. I must remember my homeland. And it ain't Africa. Okay? It's not Africa. I had to... I had to gently, gently uh, correct a, 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 a teacher yesterday. She said that, wow, all of these things are coming forth, and, and, and the continent of Africa, the, the, the nation, that, that, that group of people. Is, I said, no, 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 no. It ain't the Mexicans. It ain't the Africans. It ain't the white people. It ain't the Asians. It's not, no group. It's none of them. If you be... It's the kingdom of God that's about. It's the kingdom of God that's going to manifest. And in the kingdom, there's no male, there's no female, there is no slave, there is no free, there is no Jew, there is no nationalities. There's none of that. We are all one because we are a new creation. All of those old things that we've been talking about that make people shout all the time and make groups of people feel good. All of those things have passed away if you're a kingdom dweller. You see, one of the biggest problems right now in the in the so-called church has been the social gospel, okay? It has been civil rights. It has been where we got to choose sides. Here it is, I'm black, and you've mistreated me. And so, therefore, the church needs to repent. Yeah, the church needs to repent for not being the church. But it don't need to repent for mistreating black people. <laughs> black people, if, if black people are mistreated, black people need to repent for mistreating themselves. Do you understand? If white people are mistreated, they need to repent. No place in the gospel no place can you find this in the Word of God where we are to take that thing up. We are to sit. Do you think in heaven, in heaven where we sit, do you think that they're trying to figure out civil rights? You see, the government that, the government that came upon Jesus' shoulders, is, and in the book of Romans it says, do not be in toil. Do not be entangled with the things of this world. It says, uh, um, let, me, let me go there. Let me, let me uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this electrified Bible thing here. Um, okay. Uh, that my, my daughter talked about in her book. Letting people know their electrified Bibles will, you know, 
I, I do have a piece of I do have a paper Bible too, a lot of them, and I use them. Okay, in Romans 12. Okay, listen to this. It says this. I beg you, brothers, therefore, by the the word beseech. Okay, I've talked about this word. Uh, it's par uh, alio. Okay, it's to call to one side, to summon, to admonish, to uh, uh, to entreat, to uh, receive, to exhort, to encourage, to teach. Okay, you brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a uh, living sacrifice, a living sacrifice. Now. Uh, uh, presenting my body, I sacrifice what I do is that I sacrifice what my body might want and letting it know that it's going to have a greater pleasure because it's going to be one that it's going to please God, acceptable to God, my reasonable service, and do not be conformed to this world. Well, what does it mean? I cannot afford to be uh, schizo, uh, 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 let's see, so, uh, at any rate, um, I cannot be uh, uh, to think like the world think, I cannot afford to be conformed to this world, but I must be uh, transformed by the renewing of my mind. Why? Because I am to prove the thing that is good. I am to test, I am to prove that God's word and where it is that I sit is really more important, more powerful than anything that can go on here on this earth. If the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, then he's telling me I need you to trust in me. I don't need you to get entangled, entangled. And that word entangled is really interesting. I don't need you to get entangled. I don't want you to get entangled with the affairs of this earth. Well, what does that mean? Where to think the entanglement is, is to think that you're going to fall or stand because of how something goes in the earth. In other words, uh, I have white privilege, black privilege. I have all of these things. And my life, that my life, my my success, my, my being able to achieve the purpose that I came into this earth for is going to be dependent upon some other uh, group of people or some person or whatever. That's entanglement. See, when I recognize this, that God made me special, he made me a special little chocolate girl. He made me special to do the job that I could do. But my chocolateness, my, 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 my brownness, my whatever it is, it's just an outside vehicle because he wanted a personality that would fit what it was that he had, the apostolic call that he had all my life. I could not be like this. He made me like this so that I could have the vehicle that I needed to go into the places and go in the way that he wanted me to go. Every vehicle which is all that there is, is this house, this outside skin, this body. All it is is the vehicle, but the vehicle that he put you in, put you in, is the vehicle that he can push push you through and have you to go and achieve the, the, the assignment that's made in you, that's in your DNA. It has nothing to do with anything else. And many people are saying, well, I don't fit. Well, of course you don't fit. You know, I'm not like everybody else. Well, ain't nobody like everybody else. I don't know anybody that's like everybody. I, this is what it is that uh, the society wants to make you. And he says um, uh, that you can prove this. For I say through the grace given unto me, every man among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to, but to think soberly as God has dealt every person, every person, the measure of faith in order to walk in what it is that he has assigned them to. See? And if you don't recognize that, that everything that you need, everything that you've been made for, every assignment that you will get, you're already equipped. And the equipper is on the inside of you. And he said, I will lead you and I will guide you and I will teach you everything that you need to know in order so that you can succeed. You can't fail unless you give up. You can't fail unless you're a coward. You can't fail unless you just decide you're going to be a wimp. You can't fail unless you keep your eyes on you. He says this. He says, I. 
to me, that is one of the most powerful things. God says, I will. I will keep you. I will keep you. Just think about that. God says, I will keep you. He didn't say that the United States of America, he didn't say Germany, he didn't say Italy, he didn't say France, he didn't say Africa, he didn't say Israel, he didn't say Jerusalem, he didn't say any of these places. He didn't say your mama, your daddy, your husband, your wife, your children. He didn't even say you. He says, I will keep you in my whole shalom that's going and coming, that's a peace that surpasses, that's a peace that you can't understand, that's a peace that's only given by God, I will keep you in myself because he is the prince of shalom. He is the prince of peace. I will keep you in myself if you keep thinking and, 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 and allowing me to broaden and allowing me to, to open up and allowing me to uh, uh, express myself, allowing me to reveal more and more and more of me. I will keep you in perfect peace if you keep your trust, your eyes, your, your fixation, your dependency, your everything on me. I'll do that. Why? Because you trust me. Another another thing, I mean, this is not something new. This is not something that was just uh, uh, mentioned in the Brit Hadashah, which is the New Testament. This is something that was mentioned in the Tanakh also. And he said this. He says, trust me with all of your heart. All of your heart. All of it. He says, trust me. Then another place he says, love me with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, all of your strength. In other words, it's going to take all of that to love him the way he wants to be loved. It's going to take all of that for you to receive that love so that you can release it back unto him. But in that trust me with all, uh, uh, with all of your heart and lean not. Don't, don't, don't play with your own understanding. Yeah, I know God said that, but. I know God said that, but you know, um, uh, uh, you have to be real. You got to be, you know, you got to be realistic. Well, when you're realistic, you have just listed your name on the roll of hell because you you're taking it off of of you're taking these eyes off of God and you're putting them on another God, a little G God, and you're saying that I trust what I see with my physical eyes because I refuse to see it in the spirit realm. I refuse. I don't want to do it your way, God. I want you. You see, and he already told you that you better not be thinking so high of yourself. But you better think soberly, honey. I've given you the faith to be able to do that. What you going to do with that faith is your choice. It is totally your choice. You can take it, you can throw it away, or you can utilize it. Let me read you something here. Okay, Jesus said and demonstrated numerous things about the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. What's the difference? I've mentioned this earlier. One answer is position, and perspective. Now, this is just one answer, okay? She's not getting uh, this book and, and, and whatever. It's not saying this is the only answer. This is one answer. It's position and perspective. And I like this analogy here. See, maybe I gave her the analogy a long time ago. No, it's only a joke. Okay, think of the duality of a coin. When you look at a quarter or a dollar, I'll, I'll make this my way. When you look at a dollar, a silver dollar, you can only see one side at a time. The other side is unseen. But both sides exist uh, simultaneously in the same 
piece of dollar and the same piece of metal. Okay, because you know I have to make it mine anyway, you know, so that I'm not, uh, what do they call it, polygamy? No, that's, that's, um, uh, what do they call it? Plagiarizing. Uh, <laughs> polygamizing would have been having too many husbands, so I ain't doing that one. You know, <laughs> anyway, um, uh, so what this is is this, the unseen world, God wants you to live in the unseen world so that you can walk out what you see in the unseen, what he's saying in the unseen, so that you can walk it out here in the earth. If you don't do that, if we don't do that, how are we going to ever please God? Because we're going to be walking by, we're not going to be walking by faith. You're only going to be walking by sight. Do we have questions? Yes. Okay, speak it loud. Okay. Um, when people lie and turn out to be homosexual in relationships, how does someone untangle themselves from it? What do you mean when people lie and turn out to be homosexual? That's the question. Okay. When, well, question. number one, um, anybody, that's, anybody that is demonically led will lie. So, you mean when they when they tell the truth because that's what they're doing. They're acting after their father. All right? And if if uh you have a if you have a problem with it, then it's you that has the problem because the person doesn't have the problem. The person is following after what it is that they know. They're following after their father the devil. When I was in the world, I did some of everything. And my nature was to lie. Do you understand? The nature of, of, of homosexuality, lesbianism, uh, 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 all of those things is to lie. That person is lying to themselves. They're saying this is what is natural. So, therefore, they walk in shame in the first place. This is the way, this is the reason that many are so flamboyant with it. Others try to hide it. Others try to do whatever it is that they do. But it's the nature of the devil in order to lie. Now, if you are a born-again believer, I don't know if this person is born again or not. If you are, I mean, the one that's asking the question. Okay, if you are born again, then you need to recognize, number one, that this person is only doing what is natural to them that it's really none of your business except if it was revealed to you, it was revealed to you for a purpose. Now, here is where it gets tricky. you got to choose whether you're mature enough to do what God would do, and that is in order to pray. What you're doing right now is you're thinking more highly of yourself that somebody has hurt you. Somebody has done something to you. Remember earlier I, I talked about the fact that uh, Apostle Cal had talked about and the Bible also talked about as long as you keep your eyes on you, as long as you keep the, uh, the thing turned towards you, that you're not going to ever get an answer. You're not going to ever have any peace. Because why? Because you can't have that peace because your eyes are turned in the wrong direction. You see, the less I think about me, the more peace I have. The less I think about the uh, how people treat me or who's lied to me, then uh, uh, the more peace I have. The more I think about people lied to Jesus, I have. People lied to themselves, I have. People have done all of these things. Well, what makes me think that someone that is uh, uh, ill that they're not going to lie? What makes me think that they should tell the truth? What makes me think that people that are living a double life, a double-minded person is unstable in all of their ways? Okay? They're double-minded. They're double-thought. So they're unstable in all of your ways. They can't tell you the truth. So when a person recognizes, recognizes the fact that this person cannot tell you the truth. They can't tell the truth. Why? Because of who they serve. So you're going to have to choose 
who it is that you serve and, 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 and who it is that you obey. And what I mean by that is this. Where are you going to put your eyes, your attention, your focus? If you put it on the Word of God, and God says this, when somebody mistreats you or somebody does something to you, even if they do it on purpose, then you pray for them. So you start to intercede for them. You start to bring them before the Father, bring them before the Lord, and you start to pray in tongues. God, I release this person. I, I thank you that you have given me this assignment. I thank you that you allowed me to see this so that I could pray for this person. I thank you that they need you. I thank you that I, 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 I want to be this vessel that you can use in order to bring them to yourself, in order to be able to, for them to receive your perfect love because that perfect love casts out fear. Lies are always, always because of fear. There is no lie that anyone will ever tell because they don't have fear. I mean, every, every lie is built on a fear. So this is what it is that the Spirit of God is giving me to give you, but you have to choose whether you, you're mature enough to take that assignment and go ahead and do what it is, or if you're going to keep your eyes fixed on you. If you keep your eyes fixed on you, then it's going to be an oh, poor me person. And, you know, um, um, that's what it's going to be. And then you will be ineffective. You'll be walking in sin. You'll be walking in lies. You'll be walking in deceit. You'll be walking in these ways that are destructive to you when you could have been victorious and then helped somebody to come out of, of a snare. Any other questions? Yes. I have told this person it's done, but they continue to pursue me. Okay. You know, when you tell people something, it's done, then it is. I mean, you can't do anything about people pursuing you. All you can do is ignore them. And if they pursue you, if they come to your property or if they do any of those kinds of things, uh, this is where you get restraining orders. This is where you get a restraining order in heaven because you clear yourself. You get a restraining order in heaven first, and then you get a restraining order on earth, okay, if this is what it is that you're to do. And then, but still, that does not, that does not uh, uh, um, stop your job for praying for that person, okay, because the Bible tells you to do that. See, and your obedience, your obedience to God and God's word will cause that restraint, cause you the ability to be able to get that restraint in heaven. And you may never, you may never need it on earth. But my obedience, your obedience, one that's a, um, one that is a child of God, one that is. Uh, uh, one that 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 he owns. See, we started off earlier with I. I'm not my own. I've been bought with a price. So since you you're not your own, you've been bought with the blood of Jesus. You were also bought with that with that power and that responsibility and that ability to pray for others. So you have to use these weapons of your warfare, which are God, which are strong through God through the pulling down of enemy strongholds, you know, and casting down any and all imagination. In other words, you need to let him walk through it, walk in you. And, you know, I don't care if you were just born again five minutes ago. This is something that God says that we all are capable of doing. And that's why, you know, earlier we talked about girding up the loins of your mind. you got to take scripture. you got to uh, 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 repeat scripture. You've got to gird up the loins of your mind. The Bible tells me to do this, and I will obey God. I obey God. I don't obey my emotions. I obey God. I don't obey my feelings. I obey God. I am obedient to God. I obey God. Otherwise, you're a liar like they're a liar, and then we got two lies. Only one is an earthly lie, and the other one is a heavenly lie. Why? Because when Jesus came into your life, you said that he is your Lord and your Savior. Well, he says, how can you say I'm your Lord? How can you call me Lord, Lord, and you don't do what I say? 
to do what he says, then all of these other things will come in line. What do you mean? Will it all take place and will all of these things go away and all of that? Not necessarily, but you will have obeyed God. And that's the biggest part, you know, the the uh, the reckoning and all of that other kind of stuff, that's left up to him. But, uh, you know, I hope that that's helpful and that's answered your question. Are there any more questions? Okay. Well, we have spent our time, and I pray that I have said something that um, makes you, provokes you to think. Uh, and provokes you to run to the Word of God and to release things and to pray and to love God and to walk in a place of obedience and love, perfect love of God, cast out all fear. And, you know, the next time we're here, I'm going to ask the Lord if he can keep me on track so that I can actually talk about love what the love of God looks like, what the love of God really is. Because, well, okay, I'll get a little bit into it right now. One of the things the love of God is, is obedience. How do I know if a person loves God? How do I know if I love God? When I go into a difficult situation and I do what God says that I am to do. When I follow his book rather than following my feelings and my emotions. I am expressing love, okay? When I want to uh, 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 stomp somebody, when I want to, when I want to uh, 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 put a mud hole in someone, as, as, as whatever it is, when I want to choke somebody, when I want to be angry with somebody, when I want to curse somebody, when I want to get in their face, when I want to do all of those things, and I, what, what happens is this: you see, if you fill yourself with the Word of God, when we fill ourselves with the Word of God. God says, love your enemies. Do good to them that despitefully treat you uh, treat you bad on purpose. <laughs> See? And so what I can do is I start to fall back into that. And I'm saying, wait a minute, i got a choice. I obey the word of God or I obey my emotions. Do I love God or do I love me? Where is my love level? See? And this, I'm, what I'm talking about right now, this is just ground floor. <laughs> this ain't this ain't deep. This this is this is something that uh, 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 a two a two minute old person can do. A two minute old born again person can do. See, and then what happens is then you start to get to the different parts of this and loving at a level and at a degree until whatever it is that you go through, you're walking like Jesus. If you don't do this, you will never, ever, ever, you will never carry the image and the likeness of God that he created you to do. You will never let him, let the kingdom of God be alive on the inside of you so that it shines out. And what it is, myself as an apostle and the prophets and the evangelists and the pastors and the teachers, it's to build you up so that you can fulfill your ministry. Well, what is your ministry? To look like Jesus. To look like Jesus in the earth. And then to walk as he walked. But you got to look like him first. You got to you 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 have to be able to carry that image and to realize that carrying that image is not an easy thing. See, because the perfect love of God, love, love covers a multitude of sin. The things that God says about love, see, and how does God cover a multitude of sin? Just like this young young person or whoever it was that uh, 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 is homosexual and, uh, um, you know, ashamed of it or whatever it is, love, the love of God covers that in order for that person to be able to even get loosened to be free. See? And, 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 and we can't, I mean, my God, somebody lied to me. Somebody did this to me. It's not about you. It's not about me. It is about God. If it's not about God, then what it is, it's about the adversary. Because there's only two people, there's only two, there's only two. And for me, there's only one. Because I have to obey God. 
Why is that? Because that's my choice. That's my, that's my word. I got to do this. Why? Because that's where my life is hidden. I have no life for that. I don't care who lies to me. I don't care who cheats on me. I don't care who misuses me. It does not matter. If I correct someone, and one of my jobs is to correct, one of my jobs is to do that. That was, a, that was even a charge that I received, okay? It is to correct. But do I correct because of me or for my sake? No, baby. The day that I do that, the day that I need to take off my apostle hat, and the day that I need to take off my Christian hat, my, my, I mean my believer's hat, uh, and put on the Christian hat, and, and, and compromise in that manner. No, 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 no. I cannot. I do not reprimand. I do not correct. I do not exhort. I do not rebuke. I do not for my sake. But it's for the sake of that person and the purpose that they have in life. This is what Jesus did. Even in, 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 in Peter, get behind me, Satan. Because Satan has, he has desired to sift you. So that spirit has to get behind. That spirit has to leave. See? So that the spirit of the living God can, can be in there. And it's the spirit of love. It's the spirit of, and, and all of those things, all the rebuking, all of these things, that's the gentleness, that's the love, that's the protection of Almighty God. So we're going to get into that. Any any last questions before? Yes, one last one last question, Apostle Baker. What kind of changes do you see happening in our ministry? Oh, that would last. That would take me to eight o'clock. Uh, okay. Uh, what I see is this. One of the things that I see, I see uh, a lot of things having to come into order. I see a lot of people are out of order. Uh, Many people will, um, uh, many of us will have to make decisions. Um, I see, I, I, I see open uh, um, um, correction. I see people growing up into the things that God wants us to grow up into. I see people um, going through the trainings and going through the the necessary things that they need to go through, the trials and, and all of the, 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 the things that um, they need to go through to get to the purpose and the vision that they, that, that uh, the assignment that God has for them. I see people being able to recognize the assignment and realizing that in order to get to that assignment, that there is, uh, 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 as Minister Dewey said, that there is, um, uh, clarified hell or something of that nature. I was thinking about clarified butter, but that's not it. Um, you know, that there's all of these things that you go through. I, I, I see where people are going to understand in order to walk in this, here's some of the things that you're going to have to go through. Here's some of the growth that's going to happen. I see where people are going to walk in less fear than they have walked in. Uh, I see where uh, uh, the backbiting and, and the criticism and the complaining and all the mood swings and all of these different things, I see them ceasing. I see people working together. I see other ministries and other um, uh, uh, groups of people coming in to help us to do things. I see purchasing properties with other ministries and for other ministries and doing things so that we do things together. I see coming together and, and helping people to uh, um, uh, have places of business and places of homes and, and purchasing that. I, I, see a, I, I see a number of different things happening because we have to make the kingdom of God. We have to allow the kingdom of God to manifest in this place. And so these are not things that are done uh, um, uh, through the natural. They're not done through how we plan for them. It's not done that way. It's done by seeking the face of God, seeking the obedience of God, obeying God in the small things. Because if we don't obey him in the small things, we're never going to obey him in the large things, okay? So this is what I see. I see obedience on the smallest level. I see when somebody mistreats you that you forgive them already even before anything happens. I see moods that 
you don't have to have, well, I'm working through that. That kind of stuff is dead over. It is, it is just thrown up. It's, 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 it's old, okay? You don't need to work through anything. He is the one. He says, I will work it through you, okay? You just obey me. I see obedience coming to a level uh, uh, and to a dimension that we have never had before. So, um, and uh, I, I see people actually growing up. I, 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 I see that because obedience, 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 obedience. And then I see what happened in the book of Exodus where we come out of where it is that we were because we're obedient to what it is that God has told us to do. And we come out with the silver and gold of the Egyptians, of the world. And this is how it is because God says, I want to... I want to make this shift, but it will not happen without obedience, okay? And and, and those are just a couple of the things that I see. Okay. Is that it? Yes. Okay. Uh, I hope that you've enjoyed tonight because I've enjoyed bringing it to you. I mean, I really have. Um, <laughs> and uh, if you want to give into the ministry, it's www.mteminc.org. And... Um, you can you go on the website and and you can do that or you can quick pay or Zelle or whatever it is that you do and um, you know be generous if you receive something then release something so um, I thank you I thank you I thank you for joining us tonight as we're here to tell it like it is on the Tuesday night chats with Dr. B Baker and that would be me so may the Lord bless you. On this Hanukkah night, may the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face, which he's already doing, shine upon you. And may you walk in his shalom. And the only way that that's going to happen is to put your focus on him and obey what he says. And every time you obey, you're resisting the adversary, and he has to flee. Be locked. Bye-bye.